Welcome back to Wind Against Tide. As always, I am Dave Standing and I'm joined here with my good buddy, world's best co-host, world's best burger cooker, Joey Fernand. How are you, Joseph? Davey, awesome to be here. Looking forward to getting stuck into our, our new series here at uh, Watt. So let's get straight stuck into it, my friend. That's right. Now, every week we do a live broadcast to YouTube and it's great to be joined by all our mates on there. But we're changing up a little bit now, Joey. We're going to do some pre-recorded episodes, shorten them up a bit, tighten them up, make them really good quality, and then we're going to send them out to the world. Yeah. doesn't mean there's going to be no more live broadcasts because we do love that with the interaction with everyone, but we're just going to do a few of these short snappy ones just to keep you guys entertained throughout the week. And I guess to take a little bit of the load off ourselves as well, Joey, because we are bloody hard workers and uh, it's hard to find time sometimes to make this as good as it needs to be. And we do this because we love doing it and we love the enjoyment that it brings to everybody. So we want to keep doing it. And by pre-recording as well, it's going to allow us to actually pump out more content. 100%. um, More than ever. So, yeah. Now, last week we had... Justin Church on and it was a big episode. We had a lot of feedback on that episode. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed it, thankfully. I thought it was um, really insightful. But um, He's a smart, top... smart guy, Justin. Very uh, smart guy. Smart guy, uh, MBA, studied criminal law. His retention of information is NBA. absolutely incredible. I didn't know he was a basketballer. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. 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 No, he's... Go on. No, I've just interrupted you with a crap joke. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, so I think... What we wanted to briefly discuss tonight, Joey, without uh, running over everything all over again, is maybe the fact that we want to make our stance quite clear and that we, uh, we're we pretty against the whole concept of jamming all these wind turbines throughout our beautiful untouched resources that are the Southern Ocean. Um, I know I speak for myself and maybe you, Joey, I just think, Visually, it's a really big impact on the natural environment, but probably the most concerning thing to me is the potential damage that it could do to wildlife. I think what I got from last week was there was too many uncertainties and unknowns, especially regarding the impact to bird life especially and migrating whales, dolphins, etc., Etc. Is that what you got out of that one, Joey, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, you know, the wildlife, hundred percent. You know, there's uh, there's there's you know thousands of tuna that that come into the, that forty to sixty meters uh, range uh, every year. We definitely, um, you know, my thoughts on really is it's got to be another way. Well, that does there has, have to, there has to be another way to get um, power. Like that, that can't be. Well, there is is other ways. I think that's one of the other issues is that a lot of it is seems to be pandering to um, not so much logic, Joe, but a little bit of green ideology in the way. And we're not anti-green or anything like that. Definitely not. We've got got solar in this house. I can consider us fairly progressive. But a lot lot of it does not make um, a lot of logical sense it's more like it's an ideology and it's a money-making machine for many people um many people that probably don't need 
more money, Joey, big corporations and whatnot. But it's um, for I, I just personally think for the environment, it, it can't be a good thing. And um, yeah, we don't really, we don't like to see it, Joe. So everyone's entitled to their own, own opinion, but I can just reiterate that um, I think it's worth getting knowledge as power. So gain as much knowledge as you can. And if you still feel, um, if you feel that you're not into it like we are, then um, make sure that you get down to some of the meetings that are happening throughout the affected regions and maybe ride into the relevant uh, politicians. We will revisit that down the track, but I uh, just thought we'd touch on that again because it might have got lost in um, all the information that was getting thrown out there last week that that's kind of our stance on it and we'll... Um, We'll, we'll we'll hopefully get involved in some 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 of the battle and help the fishies out. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Agreed. Now we're moving into uh, springtime, Joey. The the weather has turned. We're changing from the long pants to the shorts. What does that spell in your mind in terms of fishing? Oh, it spells to me that uh, if you haven't already got your boat serviced, I've been <laughs> told that the queues at JV Marine World. They are queued up. My dad took the boat to service, and the boats are queued up. So oh, the tinnies had a service. The the annual the annual boat servicing queues are starting to build up. So the weather's starting to change. So it only means one thing, Davey. What's that mean, Joey? Snapper. Snapper. A Victorian mainstay. Very accessible species. Very exciting species. Nothing really gets hype like snapper do in our part of the world, Joey. And for good reason. We've got an amazing fishery. They taste good. They fight really hard. They're beautiful looking creatures. And uh, we're going to touch a little bit on that tonight, but we do plan on uh, going into a little bit deeper discussion on that down the track. We'll give some tips and techniques for getting into these fish, especially early in the season because that's when they can be tricky, but that's when you can get some really quality fish amongst them, Joe. Absolutely, and I think in uh, tonight's hookup segment, we're going to touch on a bit of that. We are. We've got some reports, yeah. Yeah. But I think the secret snapper chat's coming in a future mm. episode, isn't it? Yes. Because you, you've told me tonight, don't go too deep into the snapper yet because we want to keep some secrets for our snapper episode. All right, you got a deal. All right, beautiful. Uh, anyway, so snapper season coming. Squid season on the way, Joey. Well, shouldn't say that. Squid are all year, aren't they? But we're coming into spring, which is a really good time for the big ones. So I'm excited about that. Are you excited about that? Excited about it, absolutely. Um, I see it the same time every year. Nothing worse than getting to the middle of the snapper season and you go, ah, squid, man, can't catch a squid to save myself. So maybe start thinking about getting ready for them first. I'm thinking about it. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I just need to find time to do it. And hopefully the weather seems to be settling down a little bit so we can actually get out there and enjoy it. Yeah, well, uh, I'm relocating uh, Dory uh, to your place. So you I reckon you think he's going to live at my house for a little bit, which is great because it means it'll be closer to the water because it's a bit of a process to, for you to take it out at the moment. You've got to go to your old man's and grab it and wheel it under this tiny carport. And Yeah, and uh, your, your, uh, your boat's due for a service, so... That's all just all the planets are going to align just <laughs> nicely. <laughs> so you're saying it might actually get some use this season? I reckon we definitely it will. Oh, don't mind me hiccuping. Uh, yeah, that's exciting, Joey. 
we're going to move right into our hookup segment because we are doing a compressed version of our podcast Let, tonight. Let's do it. Welcome to the hookup where we go around Australia and indeed the world for the freshest fishing reports. Well, I've got an interesting one to kick off the hookup tonight, Joey. There's a, a program that uh, Victorian fisheries do. It's called Search for Perch. And that was run over the last week or so, um, over the weekend, I think it was. And it was done in the Tarwin River, which is fairly local to us. Oh, yeah. Down at um, Walkerville Way. Yeah. So our, our, our good mate, Shane Lowry, I know he's done this down at the Glen Elg River in the west in the past. And uh, this one's a bit closer to home. Probably not as well publicised as a perch fishery, but nonetheless a really good one. And um, so this is pretty interesting, Joe. That so that a bunch of selected anglers go out, they catch these perch, estuary perches, they keep them alive, and then they get they get a first class flight up to Naruma Aquaculture Centre where they spawn them, and then they the spawn the baby perch. Perch puppies. Oh yeah. What would you call them? <laughs> um, <laughs> Baby they're, perch. No, they're, they're called fry. Fry. That's it. I knew it. Uh, so <laughs> I know it from the fish tank behind us. That's though. right. <laughs> so they end up in all these local uh, rivers and estuaries. So somewhere like Devil Bend Reservoir, which is close to us. Probably anyone who's listening into state has no idea where that is, but it's a small little stock reservoir. So that, for example, is stocked with these perch. And then they're more accessible to everyday anglers in more different locations. So that's a pretty cool thing that goes on. Yeah, so the, the, the perchies are going for a little day spa. They are. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> they go for a nice flight and then they... A flight, little little spa, little massage. Up and to a birthing suite. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they come back to Victoria again. Oh, they get dispersed all over the... All over the state. Love so. the little perchies living their best life. Mate, they're actually a really cool fish, the old perch. They're like a mini barramundi, iconic in Victoria and many other places. And um, pretty, they go really hard. They'll brick you into the sticks if you're not careful. Yeah, I've heard uh, reports out of Devil Bend Reservoir, you know, um, casting lures up against the tall reeds going in there by kayak and uh, estuary perches apparently. Oh, we've got to give that a go, I reckon, Joe. Yeah. Um, so that's happened. Uh, on the tuna scene, as we are very into our tuna fishing, as everyone knows, the local tuna big barrels have either, they have slowed a little bit, but also there's been less boat traffic because of the crap weather. It's but, been um, awful. The bite has not been super red hot. There's still fish around, so uh, it takes a bit of hard work and a bit of luck to to get attached to one of those bad boys, there becomes a, a tipping point where it becomes harder and harder to catch the tuna, easier and easier to catch the snapper, and people will turn their hand to the snapper fishing, I think, Joey. <laughs> That's Cheaper, exactly right. high rate of success. That's what's going to happen. That's what happens every year. Everyone just sort of slowly switches to the estuaries. So, yeah, that's going on uh, down at Portland, which is probably – the epicenter of tuna fishing in nearly the country. Really good big tuna bite going on. Spoke to Matt Hunt briefly this evening and he said it's going really, really good. He's got charters early next week and he's looking forward to getting out there and get stuck into them. I oh, saw Chris Kessar put on uh, put on his socials, you know, gannet storms down at Portland. 
Yeah, it's very exciting. Here's a fish here from Chris Cassar from yesterday, just under 100 kilo, and I believe he hooked at least one more today. So Look at a beautiful fish, big long fish there, um, re- really, really wide. Really wide, Joey. <laughs> beautiful fish. So he got that one. Great girth. And then uh, we saw from another charter operator down there, Shark, when they had two on board uh, just oh, the other day. The, so the, the double banger. Double banger of um, pretty good size tuna. So that was, uh, yeah, that was also very recent. So if, if you don't want to drive around out in the ocean down our way, close to home, and you feel like a bit more of a guaranteed capture, then uh, down there at Portland's going really good. Once upon a time, we'd go screaming down there right now. Absolutely, Joey, we'd be screaming down there, sleeping in a, in our cars, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But we've gotten too used to having it on our doorstep and we'll probably just keep going out there and uh, catching one in every 15 trips. Which is good because i just seen uh, this week that uh, San Remo Fisherman's Co-op is doing a cray and salad and chips box. So <laughs> I'll be waiting to race offshore to go and grab that one on the way back in for next trip. Joey only fishes in locations where there's fish and chip shops on the way in now. Well, that, so that limits us slightly. But, you know, there is like, well, you know, it could be like a one Andrew Pause loves a good pub in yep. any fishing destination. Maybe I'm going to be the, the fish and chips guy. <laughs> I, I love the idea of being able to get good food without even taking the boat off the water. And there's places like Lakes Entrance where you can drive around, you can get a coffee. I love that. And I love the fish and chips all the way in from the tuna grounds. And then I think at Lakes Entrance you can beat you can beat your boat and walk into McDonald's. Yeah, I've heard I've heard you claim this before. It's obviously something you're very excited about. Yeah. There's all day there's all day <laughs> breakfast now, so don't have to whinge about undercooked bacon. If someone's oh, listening. Mac is brekkie's terrible. Don't you think? I hate it. I love a good saucy McMuffin. Ah, like where think. else do you ever have a sausage patty? I don't see you can buy a sausage patty to make breakfast at home. So, yeah, I love a spicy sausage patty. Each their own, Joey, each their own. <laughs> so, yeah, Portland tuna going really good. Western Port Snapper I've got written down here. I saw just today Brett Reed, Reedy's Briggs, put a bit of a teaser of a fish that appeared to be around 82 centimetres. That's a really good one. So you'll start to see a few fish in that size class coming through now. And, um, yeah, so just a matter of getting out there and putting the time in. Port Phillip usually takes a little bit warmer to warm up than Western Port and become consistent, but within the next couple of months, that too will start to produce some really good fishing. Yep, uh, absolutely. We briefly touched on the, the big squid. So down at the eastern entrance of Western Port, I've heard good reports, and also down there at Flinders, although there's a menacing seal that gets stuck into the... Squid when you're down there. Have you have you met him, Joe? No. Oh, yes. Well, I have been down at Flinders and I have been sealed before, but not not recently. Yep. So, I, well, I think it's the same one. There's <laughs> there's literally one. I swear it's the same one. He's there all the time. He's he's worked it out. Most of the other idiots go out to sea hunting like pilchards and stuff. Not this guy. He goes, I'm just gonna swim over here and wait for the delicious squid to be hooked and then uh, have a feast. Of big Flinders squid. He's like you with your fish and chip shop, Joe. <laughs> I, I do recall the last time I got visited by that seal. It was, it was, I wind the clock back about, mm, I'm going to say seven or eight years, and there used to be fleets of uh, 
uh, Vietnamese that came out on their little boats and um, yeah, my uh, my uncle um, who used to be in, his granddad used to be in the war used to say the Viet Cong was out <laughs> catching the squid <laughs> and um, yeah. Well, we watched this uh, seal go from our boat to all the Vietnamese little tinnies and it was just whopping every squid <laughs> off <laughs> and they were getting pretty upset yelling at the yelling at the uh, at the seal like don't you don't get that them off the, off the <laughs> <laughs> I have to edit that out okay. That's terrible joke <laughs> Maybe I'll leave it in. But you not take my squid. <laughs> I think I might leave that in. Okay. Is that funny or not? <laughs> you be the judge. Oh, you guys be the judge. Okay. <laughs> if you're hearing this, we've left it in. Um, okay. Vietnamese people at Flinders catching squid. <laughs> and getting done by the seal. It was funny. Nothing more funny than seeing a Vietnamese guy go skits at a seal that's just taken his squid. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, offshore gummy sharks and school sharks out uh in Bass Strait there, pretty much an all-round thing, but certainly been quite a few of them caught of, of recent times, Joseph, when weather allows, which is another good option. Uh, not, to, not to everyone's liking, but a lot of people enjoy that. Yeah, definitely. You basically get fish like what's in your tank behind us there, huck them into chunks and hurl them into the water and Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Um, I've seen quite a lot of seven gill sharks come through on the on the Facebook feeds this week. So usually when the seven gill sharks are about, the, the means the water's damn cold. You told me I need to get this photo up. This is this is uh, our friend Marty Alol. There's another Maltese god of fishing and he's chin dogged. And he's and he's caught an absolutely whopper of a Chinook salmon at Lake Bull and Mary this week. Now uh, put your hands together for Mr. Marty Alol. I don't know about whopper. It's a pretty. It's better than the tiny crap ones we were catching. Mate, we were catching little nibblers compared to that. That's, that's a freaking. That's a classy fish. Look at the fingers, mate. Sorry, oh. there's a bit of a holdout. <laughs> no, it's a good one, but it's that's it's bigger than what we caught. But I've seen we did see some really big ones not long ago. I think a bit bigger than that one. Yeah, we did have some friends do. But I am impressed, dogs. and I know that they're delicious. So I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah, of that one. Um, I've got an international report as well, Joey. Oh, awesome. A thousand pound marlin, if I can find the photo somewhere. A grander. Come out of... Grander uh, blue. Hang on. Oh, where's my photo gone? Terrible. Anyway, that's all right. I can magically edit the photo in here now. A thousand pound blue marlin out of the Azores, taken on a Bonds lure and released by Sport Fishing Azores. I just thought I'd throw that in there, some tropical flavour. Where's the Azores? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. Hang on, I'm going to Google it. Okay. Do you know where it is? Uh, no, but I'm going to. I'm typically going to Portugal. say... Portugal. Oh, okay. Beautiful. I was going to say Pacific Ocean, but Portugal, there you go. So that'd be the Atlantic, wouldn't it? Blue Marlin really love living in nice areas, don't they? Yeah, they do. Hawaii... It- yeah, North, North Atlantic Ocean, Joey. Florida, North Atlantic, beautiful. We're just taking a nice journey on this podcast to the Azores right now. Another one to add to the bucket list. Man, looks beautiful. That's beautiful. But it looks like craters. Do you think they've got chin dogs in there? They might, but I tell you what, like <laughs> like every exotic location, fishing location in the world, I, I definitely think that they've got their good days and bad days. Doesn't matter how beautiful and how remote it is. Either it's on or it's not on. Yeah, fair call. So, yeah, pretty impressed with that one. 
And um, that's basically all I've got for the fishing reports this week, Joey. The weather's been crap. Not oh, many people have been out. I've got another another report. Oh, uh, come on. Good mate, Brendan Winger. And uh, he went up to Lake Eucumbine on the weekend oh, with, with I, Finn. I forgot about this. And Josh and Pawsey. And like, Winger and Finn got 25 brown trout up to five pound on uh, various uh, lures. So he wasn't going up there and he'd lent his boat to some friends and they called him and they'd snapped a spring in the trailer. So seven, eight hours away and he had to run a spare spring up there and he ended up just fishing for the weekend instead. That's how that went down. How do you do a spring on the boat, Dave? Well, we, we've done it on that trailer before on the way to the Wit Sundays. It's oh, really? Just, yeah, I, I suspect it was full of camping gear because that's what happened last time and it was just too much weight on there and it just broke. But we were knowing any help when we did it and we used like a bit of wood to chock it up, to chock up the axle. Mm-hmm. And um, like MacGyvered our way about four hours further up the road to Mackay and we got a spring there and we were away again. Sweet. Yeah, so bush mechanics. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's how he ended up there catching trout, Joe. Beautiful. Looks like they had fun too. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, do we have a King Kong Donkey Kong of the week? Oh, we hadn't really chosen one. Um, Marty's medium-sized thingo. Yeah, I'll give that to him. Chinook salmon. King Kong, Donkey Kong, mate. Look at this. Beautiful. Love it. I do have a grinds my gears, which I suppose I already spoiled at the start of this podcast, but I thought, why didn't I do grinds my gears about this? That's okay. We now go to Peter Griffin for You Know What Really Grinds My Gears. Thanks, Tom. You know what really grinds my gears? Do you know what really grinds my gears, Joe? What's that, Davey? Sticking giant fucking wind turbines into the beautiful (laughs) southern ocean and ruining the view and ruining the bloody ocean seafloor, damaging animals, maiming animals, setting on fire probably. (laughs) It it, it grinds my gears. There's got to be a better way. I don't want I don't want the wind turbines either. There's got to be another way to get power. Mankind constantly having to try and ruin the earth actually. If I could generalize that a bit more, grinds my gears. Yep. Very very well said. Yeah, I think it is. So Joey, I reckon that nearly wraps us up unless you've got anything else to add for this short and sharp podcast. No, that's very very good. Um we will definitely catch you all next time on uh Wind Against Tide. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week, everyone. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And another quick point, boat show coming up 26th to 29th of October at the Docklands in Melbourne and we'd love to see you all there. We're going to have some merch and we'll be live recording. So come on down and we'd love to meet you. Joe's not going to be there. He's on another never-ending holiday, but I'll be there. Yep, I'm returning to uh, exotic fishing in Lake Thailand and I'm – also attending a wedding, so I'll have a great uh, video for you guys. Ultimate uh, ready. ping pong fishing. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do some ping pong balls. Maybe <laughs> I'll use some ping pong balls as floats for in in the um in the lake. But uh, yeah, we'll I'll see you when it, um when when I get back. Yeah, looking forward to it, Joey, and uh, have a good night. See you later, everyone. See you next time.